So that's what we're talking about. And this, we do this roughly once a week. We try to do it every week. I'm here with Lisa. Hi, babe. And we talk about, and uh, I'm David. And the other podcast that I have is called Outrage Overload. On that podcast, it's uh, scripted and in edited, and it's an interview show with scientists and researchers and authors. And it's uh, sort of, I guess, a polished uh, p- podcast. Whereas this one is just a live chat. We pretty much do no editing. We don't do any scripting. We do some notes and then we jump in. So that's what we're going to start with today. And folks that want to jump in, you can. And also, if you uh, wanted to send me a question or a comment during the talk live uh, via chat or PM, that's great. You can do that as well. And uh, as we go through this list of things, if you are, if it triggers you, <laughs> you can jump on and tell us about it. So I was thinking this week I would mostly have a pretty short list, and then my list got kind of long. And <laughs> I would kind of just bring up things, and if they didn't go anywhere, we'd just move on. And Because I, I wasn't going to necessarily dive in. I only have one that I wanted to spend some time diving in on. And while we're talking about that, why don't we fill our glasses with some nice red wine. But we don't know if it's nice yet because it's sample wine. But I have a wine thing too to talk about, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, yeah, I'd like to wine too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. Let's hope. Cheers. Try this out. Maybe it needs to breathe. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it does, yeah. All right, so what did you want to start with this week? Well, do we want to. Uh, that's whether we want to start out with. Um, just want to go straight into the political BS. But yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever works. Okay. So, you know, we have like, um, there's a tax attorney from um, Ohio, Jason, I mean, James Sanders. Okay. He's a proud MAGA tax attorney. All right. He just got sentenced to three years in jail for voting multiple times in the last two elections. For guess who? I assume some Republican. Yep. So tax fraud. They're right. Voting fraud is real. <laughs> yes, but he only got sentenced to three years. Does that seem odd to you? Well, it depends on what he did. It is funny because some people that were kind of accidentally did something weird with their vote, they get some pretty severe punishment. Mm-hmm. Um, this sounds like it was more than that. Um, yeah. So it is It is always a little odd how these cases go. I mean, we're not there. We're not in the jury. We don't know what everything about it, so it's hard to say. But it does often at first glance seem, seem a little weird many times. So, um, yes, yeah, so that was just a little tidbit throughout there. But did you hear about this 12-year-old kid who got asked to leave school because of what was on his backpack? No. Oh, okay. So there's this 12-year-old kid. What state is it in? Uh, I don't know what state. So the um, he had a Don't Tread on Me patch on his backpack. Okay. And they asked him to bring his stuff but not his backpack. He's 12, so middle school. And he said no, so he called his folks down, and his parents totally pushed back that he can have on his backpack whatever he wants. And the don't and the the mom recorded the whole um, encounter with the school, and the school says, "No, we just we want that. It's a it's an offense. It's considered to be triggering an offense if we he can come back as soon as he takes that off his backpack or changes his backpack." 
And the mom's all, well, you know, you don't understand what that means. It's the, that drought dread on me is the proud revolution or whatever. But then someone, so here's a picture of this kid's backpack right there. So kind of a lot going on on that backpack. A lot going on on this backpack. Um, I love the kids with his like hair combed and he looks, he totally looks yeah, like so a young was, Republican at the, the age of the nine. Jettison, the Jettison flag is what they were talking about. But if you looked at his backpack more, there is so much neo-Nazi things on his bag that the school didn't catch his neo-Nazi stuff. So let's talk about grooming and indoctrinating children. So this kid has, um, you know, and I, I feel sorry for the kid. The kid's 12. Kind of caught in the middle. Yeah. And, and the, the mom was totally pushing back going, we could do whatever we want on here. And... Um, you know, we've got the um, the Saint Michael um, Archangel, which is a problem. And I can't find my list exactly what all these things are now that I've seen that. Do you know all these things? Do you know what based means? No, I, I probably do not know. So is this, this is, this kid is, is this the Gadsden flag? Is yes. what they kicked him out for? Yes. Okay, and what is a Gadsden flag? Oh, in Colorado Springs. That's the Don't Tread on Me flag. That, that's the Don't Tread on Me flag. Yeah. The St. Michael is the art angel used by the Christian extremists to, to signal the holy war. The base is a neo-Nazi signal. The Dodge is a shout-out to the neo, uh, to neo-Nazi Elon Musk. I didn't know there was a, a shout-out to the Elon Musk. Oh, geez, that's all we need. And that's this dog, I guess. Okay. So all of these things are definitely neo-Nazi Hitler youth stuff. And I, I feel bad for this 12-year-old kid. Yeah. Because he just sat there and um, it's a, uh, you know, like a um, camouflage backpack. And it's, and um, he has on his backpack written, it's a handwritten big huge patch that says, J-Rod for VP for, of the revolution. Look at that. Yeah, I saw that. I saw the revolution term on there. With the with the um, hourglass with the sand almost out, almost done. Okay, yeah. What does that mean? I don't know. Do you think that that's a... So, I feel bad. And the kid dresses very, you know, he dresses like he works at... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? He he's got a white button-down collar and khakis on. Yeah, he sort of dresses like he's uh on the one Wall Street or something. Yeah. So. Yeah, so it's kind of. Uh, I mean, there's definitely some nuance here. I mean, you know, you could argue how is this different than kids getting kicked out for having an LGBTQ flag, right? So. Right, but it's just like it's a freaking kid, and he's caught in the middle, and I just I. I feel bad for the kid because I don't think he understands what all this really is. Well, I, I, you know, at 12, it's one of those, yeah, it's a, it, it feels like that could be pretty easily, you know, what, how, think of how many 12 year olds we've known that were that between the time they're 12 and, and they sort of more of come of age that they kind of are on the same page necessarily with their parents at some point. So I don't know if this kid's, you know, ideology has fully been, you know, etched in stone. No, but he's, but I just feel, I mean, 
so why do you send this kid? Okay, let's be honest. What our kid had on his backpack when we uh, when he was in um, well, twelve years old. Yeah, twelve years old. Uh, he drew some penises on his backpack. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Who didn't? <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> but I mean, it's well, like penises I, were going around at that age when he was that age. Yes, but everybody so, was drawing them. But so I just I don't know. I just I have such mixed feelings about this. You know, it's like he's a twelve-year-old kid. What are you doing? Yeah, but it is. It is like you say. If you if you, if the, all you heard was the story, they throw out the kid because of that flag. Yes. You'd be like, oh, that's interesting. But then you see that backpack. Look, there's a lot more going on. There's there. a lot. But going it's interesting on. they don't cite any of the other stuff going on on that backpack. No, and the, there's a lot going on there. Yeah. That's not exactly. Um. We shouldn't exactly look uh, look past. But yeah, I mean, there is definitely, you know, questions there about, but I mean, schools have, the Supreme Court has already ruled that schools have a lot of latitude about dress codes and stuff like that. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, if it, if the policies put out sort of fairly, you know, I mean, I don't know. It's it's like you say, there's a, it's, it's, it's tougher. I mean, you know, we had dress, all kinds of dress code stuff that would get people kicked out when we were younger. Yeah, but that was if you wore spaghetti straps. Well, yeah, that's true. But spaghetti straps is a little different than. Um... Oh, <laughs> uh, one of our kids got he he was questioned about a T-shirt that he wore to school that said, "It's all fun and games till you lose an eyeball." Then oh hey, yeah, he free, got kicked out of school. Then for hey, that. he didn't get kicked out. Not kicked out. Then hey, free eyeballs. But um, they said that that was that that could be considered hurtful not to wear it again. That's what he was asked. Right. And I just laughed and I went, "That's fine." Yeah. But and he went to a pretty progressive crunch, uh, crunchy school. So and I can't remember if that was when he was still in the public school or no. He was at the private school. The private school. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It's it is there is some. You know, it is a little bit, if, if you're just banning that flag, that probably is excessive in my mind, you know, it's, I would say, if that's the only thing going on. But like I said, it seems like there's a lot more going on here. But, you know, it's a tough call. Uh, that, 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 that backpack was a red flag for me when I oh, first yeah, was the kid, I, I feel, like you say, I feel for that kid because there's a lot going on in that household. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, which... Reminds me of the episode I have this week, you know, because I'm doing the episode with uh, Courtney Heard, the Q Dropped podcast, mm -hmm. and we're gonna, we talk about, you know, all the people affected by QAnon. Uh, that episode made me cry. Well, you haven't heard the whole thing yet. No, I have not. So, yeah, I'll probably make you cry some more. <laughs> no, I mean, it's rough. It's a totally rough situation. People are hurting, man. Yeah. Yeah, they are. And, you know, there's underlying reasons, you know, for how you end up in that situation, you know. Yeah. And that's that's what's kind of, you know, we've got to kind of figure out how we get out of these. Well, that's kind of what my podcast is all about, those underlying reasons. Yeah. You know, how can we lower the temperature? But, I mean, there's, there's it's a, it's a, it's a sad situation. It sure is. I, I just, I don't exactly know where to run with that. Well, so I guess I have something sort of semi-related to that. Okay. The um, 
because it involves schools and kind of these kind of decisions. And so this is being touted big time on the right, where a mom won a hundred K settlement from the school who, you know, supported her daughter who wanted to socially transition. Oh, did you hear about this? No. Okay. So the, I think this was Southern California somewhere. And, um, you know, they, they sort of supported her desire to, they support her pronouns. They support her dress. They supported her. Like they let her use like a unisex bathroom that was in the teacher's area somewhere. And, um, so, I, you know, again, I guess her pronouns at that time would have been he, but, um, so then the parent, when the parent found out, but they did it without telling the parents they were doing this. So, um, how old? Uh, I want to say at the time she was like 13, I think. At High the school. Time. Yeah. I think at the time when all this came down, Okay. but then, so then the parents sued later and, and, um, you know, and they ended up winning this settlement. Uh, and they, you know, and so the right is presenting this as the school, you know, coaxed her and indoctrinated her and got her, you know, and, mm. and, and, and made her become trans, you know, more or okay. less, right? That's obviously, you know, what the right side is saying, right? Mm -hmm. um, and on the other side, you know, and on the other side, you sort of have the kids' rights versus the parents' rights thing, right? Where the kids' privacy, uh, you know, and a lot of people saying, well, this probably wasn't a safe environment at home. And so the school was the only safe place that she could be her authentic self um, or whatever, you know, and all that language, which at that age, I don't know, but, but, um, but so that's kind of a, again, another one of these kind of nuanced ones where you sort of have both sides. Right. And so the mom, you know, won this case and the daughter now is saying, yeah, she was, you know, they were, she became her old self again when she got around her parents, because this happened once she got in lockdown and got out of, and, and was no longer going to school and had to be home. Then she, then she now says, oh yeah, the school did it to me. And you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm back to my normal self now. Um, and that's, you know, so, oh, so, so you, you know, that raises the question, is that the true story or is it just that the no. parents were not supportive? No, that's not the true story. And so story. she was not, didn't feel welcome at home in transition. So now she's going back. Right. So, but so anyway, that, so there's this huge thing on the right, that this is all the schools are intentionally trying to convert everyone to trans. That's, you know, and they lost this settlement. But they didn't really lose. They just paid a settlement, you know, and that's the whole point of settlements is you don't have to declare that you won or lost. Right. They just paid this parent some money. Right. Um, but as a result of that, the next, so the next, you know, sort of pull at that thread is as a result of that, or at least it roughly, it's not the only thing I'm sure that drove that, but, but what's happening is school districts in California have now instituted policies that they have to out trans kids yeah. to the parents. I, I think you that. may have seen this, mm -hmm. but so those are some school districts have put out that policy that, you know, if a kid, you know, uses, wants to use pronouns that don't align with their birth certificate, mm -hmm. then the parent, the school has to tell the parents that this is happening and stuff like that. And, and now, so now the California AG is suing those schools, or mm -hmm. at least they've just picked one to sort of set a precedent to see how this goes. This California AG is, suing one of those schools with those policies saying those policies violate the California Supreme court and, and violate the kids privacy. Um, and, and, and this whole thing about, you know, having a safe, that schools need to be a safe That's place. I say, for the kids. It can't really, that's the thing when you, kids really don't have privacy, by the way, 
Yeah, I know. You know? That's always what we told our kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have no privacy. Yeah, there's, but I mean, they have no privacy. I mean, even if you, if your kid's in therapy, if you, there's, if you are, the therapist feels that some, you're going to hurt yourself or hurt somebody yeah. else, you, they have, there's no privacy at that point. Right. Okay. And that's, well, that's so, true for adults too. It, no, of course. But, um, but what, what I'm trying to say is that it's not a matter of pride. It's a matter of safety. Right. Well, that's, and so, and that's the big question. And so do they have, and so we need to talk about school counselors. Do a, do they have school counselors, which by the way, when I was in school, school counselors were a, nothing, but they didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. I think it depends but, on who you ask, but yeah, there was yeah. quite variable as to how much effective, how effective they were. Well, there, there were some issues. I mean, I had some issues at school just because my school counselor didn't do their job. Oh yeah. Yeah. Stuff you want to go into or no? Well, mostly that, um, that, you know, every letter, every year you get a letter of what you need to do to graduate. Mm -hmm. And then two months before I had to graduate and I, and I got a letter when in my junior year saying, yeah, you can graduate. You've fulfilled everything. You can graduate early if you'd want to, if you pass, you know, the, the exact exit exam. And of course me going, no way I'm spending my senior year partying, whatever. And then, I got a letter saying, oh, whoops. There's three other units you have to Whoops. Have. You don't have, you are missing two classes to graduate. And it's like, wait a minute. My counselor was supposed to. <laughs> yeah. Supposed to be on this. They're supposed to be on this. Right. Yeah. So, Especially at high school level. At high school level. And the exact same thing happened to, to both my sisters. The exact same thing. You know, so that you, you have a meeting with the counselor. And, and it may not have been a meeting. It, uh, it could have just been of like, Hey, here's your letter. If you have any questions, let's get together. You got a, you got a letter. It says you can graduate in your junior year if you want to, you know, you have enough credits. Mm -hmm. And so what are you thinking? My senior Probably, year, yeah. my senior year is going to be I'm gonna take, awesome. I'm taking basket weaving. <laughs> three, three, three. I'm taking hardly anything. <laughs> yeah. I'm taking the least amount to stay in and I'm just going to, you know, slack it. And, um, you know, it's like, so how'd they resolve this? Um, I had an, a teacher who gave me credit for doing something. I was going to say, do you have to go to like summer school or something? No, no, no. I had a teacher ex that I went to and, um, actually gave me some, um, worked out some TA things or something, but, so, but so do, do our, and I, so I think that, and then when our kid went to school, his they had a whole different. We sent our our, our kid to a pretty crunchy school, and their whole idea of counselors were different. <laughs> yeah. And his counselor was quote unquote on top of it. His college counselor, not so much. But um, I'm just saying, are these counselors actually counselors? Do they actually know what? Can they actually counsel these kids? Yeah. Are they are they qualified to deal with the situation where a kid's saying? Um, what, what they're qualified to, to do is like, it's, if they notice bruises or something on a kid, they can say, I got to call somebody, but they're not really qualified to counsel that kid, of uh, any, um, abuse going on in the home. That's, that takes a much bigger, yeah. more qualified counselor. And, um, so that's what I'm saying. We, we, I think we use the word counselors in school kind of, and you know what? I bet you there, I hope there's counselors out there that are hearing this that can prove me wrong because I would love to find out there's actual qualified social work counselors in school that can help people, girls, boys 
individuals like this who need a safe space to explore this situation. Yeah, and I'm sure there are, but I'm sure it's very inconsistent and variable from school to school. Yeah. And also, you know, we know there's a lot of districts with different ideas too. So, but to, so to me, it does feel like kind of a moral panic, like this whole, we're doing this. 100%. But there are some, there definitely are some nuanced questions here. So I'm, I'm curious to see how this plays out in courts. And I, and I think it's a good idea. I don't know if it's a good idea to sue, but I mean, I think if now they have sued, I do want to see I think that how it plays out. The, that's the only way to get things moving is to sue. Well, then they're looking to get some kind of precedent so they can figure out which way to. It's not for money. It's for, they're not suing for money. They're suing for precedents, right? Well, they're suing to say that policy shouldn't be there because yeah. it violates the, the California standard or whatever. But yeah, so I, this definitely seems like a moral panic that's going on right now. And the right is just loving it. You know, they're just saying, see, we told you they were trying to convert kids into trans. <laughs> they need, you know what they need to do? They need to start, they need to start posting the percentage of um, people this is actually affecting. Right. You know, and I'm saying that, yeah, the, that there, may, there is a lot of uh, high schoolers going through some sort of, you know, identity evaluation at that time, but that doesn't make them all trans. It doesn't make them all binary. Doesn't non-binary. Doesn't. But there are going to be some that that are, and they do need to explore that. And the schools got kind of caught in the middle there too, rocking a hard place too. Because if this student comes to them and says, "Hey, I want you to use these pronouns," blah blah blah, and then they don't do it, now right. a parent can sue about that. Right. Right. So, right. I mean, the school's kind of got to make a decision there, too, especially, you know, if this is socially transitioning, meaning they're not doing any surgeries or no. things like that. Um, you know, that's a little bit easier to kind of. It's less dramatic, it's less traumatic, it's less like polarizing in some sense, because it, it's, it's it's at least not going that far. Right. It's not it's reversible, I guess I could say, which for a dumber, probably a terrible word. And some trans community is going to be mad at me for saying it. But. But, you know, for a student, like you think about picking a tattoo or whatever, right? I mean, we'd have a pretty dumb tattoo oh if we gosh. had to pick a tattoo at 13. <laughs> <laughs> and we talk about this all the damn time. What tattoo would you have if you, at 18, you ran out and got a tattoo? It yeah. would be bad. It would be bad. It would be bad. Right. So, you know, so you, you know, but so that to me, the school's a little bit caught in the middle there too, because, or caught figuring out what to do because if the student, like I say, says, well, I want you to use these pronouns and then you don't, they can be in trouble for that. So it'll be interesting to see how this case plays out. Uh, and particularly, I think, um, letting this go all the way to some kind of a Supreme Court decision. We'll see if it gets that far. Well, you know, and that's just saying, so was there counseling for this individual that they could say, you know, we need to figure out how we let your parents know. We need to figure out how we make this safe to yeah, do, and these schools that or, now have that policy. Or if they what just, are kids going to do? They're not going to. They're not going to admit to the school that they're having those thoughts. No, anymore. It's gonna so be, did that? It's going to be a, a yeah. It's not going to be a. Safe it pushes place. everything back to the old days where everybody's in the closet. Right. You know, it's like that's what that's where this goes. Well, that's what the right wants. Yeah. So. Uh, so anyway, I thought that that was the only one I have on my list that I thought I'd really drill down on. I think. Uh, that, that I had anything to drill down. Everything else is going to be like, if you don't, 
feel like you want to talk about it anymore, we're just going to move on because all I have, I'm just going to mention it. And then if it doesn't trigger anything, we're just moving on because I don't, I don't want to drill down on any of the others myself. Well, if we want to stay in the politics right now, oh, by the way, um, so are we closing that one out? Just saying. Unless that, you have more to say. I'm just saying that the school, that as society, if we want our schools to be a safe place for kids, we need to make it a safe place for kids. Right. Meaning that we have the availability of the counseling, qualified counseling that can handle, they can handle this. Yeah. And they're comfortable. The kids or students are comfortable to know right. that it's a safe place to do that. Right. Yeah. For well, sure. Yeah. And that's, yeah. And I think, again, that's, I'm sure that's quite variable. From school and school. also this whole, you know, I, I think that the qualified counseling at school too goes to this poor kid with this backpack and mm -hmm. saying, and now we've had this meeting with this mom that said, no, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. He's going to, you know, you can't say anything about it, but then, you know, talk to the kid about, okay, what's going on at home? You know, is this a, is this a safe situation for this kid to be in? And, that's going to be dicey because you can't have your politics in there, but we just need to make sure that this kid is safe. Right. And if it's just that they believe this and they're putting patches on the kid and just saying that we believe in this far right ideology, that's fine. I guess um, it's not fine, but I mean, that's, that's fine. But if there, if there's some abuse going on in the family and because that kid said during that meeting, that kid said nothing. He sat there between those two people and just sat there with his hands folded. And well, and, and one of the, and the, there's like a YouTube where that mom and daughter is talking about how she turned normal again when she left. Turned normal? Something like that. She became her normal self again or something like that. Um, and the daughter looks really awkward <laughs> during it. So. And you know what? If if that if the daughter decided that wasn't for her, great. Right, right. So sure. there was a yeah, safe yeah. place for her to to go through those kind feelings. Walk, yeah. Well, yeah. Walk through those feelings. Figure out what what this means. You know. But it, they shouldn't sue for that. But okay, they did. Well, I mean, it's interesting. Yeah. All right. So what else? What's your next one? Well, I I found it very encouraging that President Biden has been briefed on the situation in Burning Man. <laughs> We talked about this a little bit. Yeah, good thing he's been briefed on that. He's yeah, been that's, briefed that on headline alone needs to like go. We need to put that on the bulletin board. Yeah. President has been briefed on the situation in Burning Man. Okay, but so, th there's been a death now, right? So I guess yes, we shouldn't laugh that much. We but. shouldn't laugh. Well, we seven thousand people are stranded. Yeah. Well, they. I don't know. They went to Burning Man. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, they kind of signed up for this. Okay, we don't. Okay, stop. We're not anti Burning Man. Well, I mean, I'm not going. I'm not going. Yeah. Okay, I'm not going. You're not going. Right. But we're not anti. If you want to go to Burning Man, great. We know. We know so many people that have gone to Burning Man. Well, yeah. That loved it, and yeah. was happy with it. And sure. Would go and. Well, I mean, I used to hang out with that group where probably eighty percent of them, you know, were way into it, right? Yeah. And uh, I just thought it was always hilarious. <laughs> so, so from an outside, an outsider's view of what Burning Man is, it's a, it's a, where a play, a big piece of desert. I mean, with the no, middle of nowhere. No services whatsoever. There's no water. There's no electricity. There's no. You bring it all in, and then they do a party for uh, is it a week i don't know I how it's turned it pretty commercial though because it yes. cost quite a it's bit been, and that's happened for a long time right that's not new so it cost quite a bit to go do this people take their rvs and these elaborate oh, tents. RVs, yeah. there's 
companies around here that make a living designing huge tents for people to so and it's and you go up and it's all art and it's just music and art and, it's kind of art and tech and drugs yes so it's kind of what it is yes and so great you guys have a great time right i, I was never even the zero early interest. days when it supposedly was cool or whatever right i'm sorry this never had any appeal for me whatsoever a bunch of people contemplating their navel that think they're saying something important contemplating their navel while they're high <laughs> like I, this would drive me in 15 minutes i'd want to strangle someone <laughs> but you know what if that's if, right if that's if, what you're into if you're in, if you're into that and that's great i'm glad you have a place to go yeah um but there's been some heavy unexpected heavy rains yeah so now there's and this is not the first time this happened before has it has seven thousand people been stranded i don't think first of all totally got stranded seven thousand like people that's a small city yeah that's a lot of people that's a lot of people that's a lot of poop i mean i do that event up in the sierras and that's 500 people and that's a huge amount of people to be where and we that's are. a lot of poop too so like what's too. so what's the sanitation like up there do you do you have to bring all your uh excrement out with you no for that event they have like you know porta potties kind of made up like they just build them and then they have a sanitation crew uh, yeah you can be on that judy nope you drive your jeep around to the to nope. these remote nope porta potties nope and they've been okay. there a week and now they're going to be there an extra week because people can't get in or out right so i don't know what the death and there's been deaths before up there hasn't there probably uh, i don't know I, I just I don't know the details on this the death that happened on this one because it's hot during the day and it's frigid cold at night and right yeah and people so, overdo overdose there and stuff like that right right so but I'm glad that Biden has been, um, <laughs> been briefed. briefed Biden's been briefed on what's going on at Burning Man good thing good thing yeah so. How long do they think the Burning Man's gonna there before people can start getting out of there? Um, let's see. I, I do have I did read a little bit about this, but I'm not sure it's up to date because it's changing pretty fast. Um, yeah, I don't think I know the answer to that right now. It's a seven square mile temporary city. Seven square miles. To like yeah. Wow. That's a lot. It's not that big, but yeah, it's a lot. The theme is this year's theme is Animalia, officially described as celebrating the animal world, both real and imagined, and our place in it. Huh. Okay. <laughs> I thought that's what it was all the time. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know if they, I think they have a theme every time. Yeah, they, I think they have a different theme. Well, and then also um, the uh, Proud Boys leader, Joe Biggs, uh, got, um, how did he get 17 years? I, I think it was 17, yeah. And then the other guy, one, a couple of the other ones got in that rain. One guy got But like isn't this the guy who just was so sorry and then he, want, he needs to go home to be with his daughter? Well, that was, no, that's that other guy. Oh, the other guy? That was, I forget his name. It wasn't, I think he was an ex-cop yeah and uh i forget his name and he got i forget how many years now but and then he was doing all the whining about how sorry he was that on the way out he screams trump trump won so this is the thing so um 
so I'm reading too that that they're that the prosecution is um wants to reevaluate the sentencing. They're Oh, I don't know. Is that a thing they can they're do? They're challenging the sentencing. They want it to be longer. They want it to go back to be longer, yeah. Right, because they asked for like I did, 30 years or something. I did not know that could be done. Well, it was interesting. In one of the cases, it was like the minimum. that They usually say, oh, we're going to go by these guidelines. And I don't remember the exact numbers, but it was something like the minimum guideline was 20 years and the maximum was 40 or something like that. Mm -hmm. And the judge went under that, like when gave him 16 or 15 or 12 or something. And, you know, people were going, wait, he went under the minimum. And the judge said, well, it's because it's about deterrent. And I think these guys have learned their lesson. But then the guy goes to, you know, jail and screams, Trump won. So then, he still believes, you know, believes it all, right? And so then the other really guy, because they, they didn't, they didn't um, take him right away. I guess they gave him like a, some time to go clear up his facts. Cause the, or, or no, no, no. He called from jail. Called, I think they'd let him call. Yeah. Call Alex Jones. Oh, is that who he called? Yeah. yeah, I remember something like that. He yeah. called Alex Jones on his 17 years, and he goes, he know, he believes in all his heart he's going to be pardoned and out shortly. Okay. So. Um, well, I guess while we're, well, I mean, I have a couple of other ones in the political realm, but. Um, oh, I, I can go on. What I was going <laughs> to ask you, well, unless you want to get sick, stay with that one any longer? No, no, not that. I just was, I just didn't know you could challenge. I didn't know that The either. prosecution could challenge. I thought that defense could. I didn't know the prosecution could challenge the sentencing. Yeah, I, I didn't know that was a thing they could do either. Yeah, so that's interesting. I thought that was completely up to the judge. Oh, I think it is completely up to the judge, but I didn't know they could sort of say, hey, we still disagree with that. Well, I'm going to ask you if you know who Francis Suarez is. No. I mean, this is, he, <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you, he has decided to drop out of the Republican presidential race. Uh, okay. <laughs> so he was the Miami mayor. Oh, okay. And he did quit. His, he's the first one to suspend his campaign. So he's the first one to drop out. I was just curious, Blake. Oh, no one noticed, dude. No one knew you were running for president. Yeah, so, so why did... Maybe people in Miami... So why did you give me shit for saying I had no idea? Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, because no one knows who he is. That was kind of my point. Um, I will say that, according to his campaign, the, the Donald has raised over $9.4 from his mugshot. Donald Trump has raised nine point. I believe it. I, yeah. In fact, actually, I think that's kind of low. Right, it might be more than that by now. Who knows? Probably still not enough to, well, pay all his legal fees, but it's still crazy. So. Okay, what do you got? Well, Fox News. <laughs> um, she's the Federalist editor in chief. This Molly Hemingway. Mm -hmm. What's the federal Federalist editor in chief? What does that mean? Well, I guess they're talking about the whole Madison Jefferson thing. And okay, she's so she's on Fox News. Federalist, anti-federalist says that um, she believes that um, Jack Smith, uh, um, the January sixth committee handed Jack Smith all their evidence, but then Jack Smith uh, destroyed it so that the Republicans couldn't see it. Okay, that's a conspiracy theory. That's a, that's Wait, a theory. what? That, that's a theory that someone could have. Those are words someone could say. <laughs> I know. And then, um, so how much do we want to talk about um, true social failing? Well, you know, who knows if it's really failing? It hasn't met, it can't meet its 
you know, it's a complicated deal that they made with this other company. I forget the name of the other company now, but they made a strange financing deal with this other company that was kind of high. Their numbers were really up. Everybody was really high on them. And now that they've kind of softened too, because they, you know, some of their deals haven't been quite as sweet as they first deals they did and things like that. So people are a little soft on them. So this company that made this deal with them is public and they, their stock peaked at, I don't know, 150 or something like that. And now it's down to like 15. Yeah. So, um, you know, like I say, there are, people have gone soft on that company. So there's that aspect of it that those people, that company is not quite as high as it was for a while and, or inflated as it was for a while. And, you know, it's a very strange deal they made. I, you know, I'm not that familiar with the type of deal that they have, but, but it, they, nothing can be straightforward and nothing can be straightforward in this space. And so, you know, basically I'm sure there were some metrics that had to be met to, to make this financing deal go to the next step because it was supposed to make them into a billion dollar company. Back up. Who's the CEO of True Social? Well, it was what's his name, but now it's somebody else. I forget. Oh, what's his name? Couldn't make it work. He got fired pretty early on. Um, what was that guy's name? Um, but yeah, I, I forget who the I don't really know who the current guy is. I don't know much about him. Yeah, who's the head? Who was the CEO of head of True Social? Yeah, well, it was that guy that California, like Fresno area, Devin Nunez. That's right. He was the CEO. So Trump's been is the here's his list of once one term president, twice impeached, quadruple indictee. Failed vodka, failed steaks, failed casinos, failed airline, failed university, failed beverage company, failed magazine, failed mortgage company, failed travel agency, a board game. And by the way, I felt we have that board game. We do, I think, have that board game, yeah. <laughs> and now True Social. Well, I don't know if True Social has failed yet. It hasn't met, so it hasn't well, met. Well, Twitter hasn't met anything as right. any yeah, exactly. And I think so. So I personally think this is, this is just a guess based on what I've been around this kind of space for a while is I don't think they're going to let Truth Social go down too easily, and which is sometimes a, trunk, a sunk cost fallacy. Yeah. But I think that they probably will do some sunk cost fallacy stuff on this and say. And I also think they want to leverage, you know, with these indictments, he's going to be in the news all the time. So there's all this. Um, you know, there's all this publicity that they can get for free, basically, because it's all the news media talks about is this guy 24-7. So I think they're not going to let that go. So that they probably will, you know, play the sunk cost game a little bit on this and find a way to extend this deal or somehow update this deal that they've got so that True Social doesn't go down. Um, you know, at, at least not until probably after the election, <laughs> depending on how the election goes. But um, and one thing that's I bet somebody will kind of keep it alive until then. And one thing that's not on this list either is that he had to sell the Miss Universe and the Miss America he, and the Miss Teen America. He couldn't keep those. He had to sell those at a loss. Here, it's this dude. Remember him? Oh, God, can't please. <laughs> but, but, and then also, you know, don't forget, he's, you know, two failed marriages too. But this is our guy. This is our guy. Yeah. So, oh, it's, it's, yeah. So anyway, so I think we'll see how this plays out, but that would be my guess that they'll somehow dig up some financing to keep the thing running for another year and a half, um, at least maybe longer. Um, because I think there's so much cachet right now and his name and his publicity and everything. And these indictments kind of help all that and feed it. What's kind of shocking to me is that 
you know, he's targeted. You know, you talk about people, people always talk about how you need to niche down and target an audience and all that. Well, he's got a very clear target audience, right? But he seems to have only penetrated about 10% of them, you know, in terms of getting them on that service. So it's kind of amazing to me that with something that explicitly made for them that he doesn't have like 80%. Do you think it's because it's um, not very, uh, um, what's the word? confidential it's not it's not a safe space to be on it's i don't know because you know a lot of these especially like this family the you know the um white nationalists and stuff they they're much on the down low and that's their stuff you can't just go on reddit and get on the white nationalist page can you i'm sure i'm sure it's not that hard to find it's not going to be just sitting there on reddit really but anymore but um, it's not hard it's to find. Not and hard they work their way to... back in. That stuff has found its way back onto Facebook and Instagram now. Mm -hmm. It's just like using code words and they kind okay. of survive. So it, they're not hard to find. But, you know, to me, like Truth Social has 2 million users. Okay, that's significant. That's a real number. But if, you know, we're saying there's 30 million MAGA people in the U.S. or more, and then there's pe there's MAGA people all around the world now, which to me is sort of weird. Yeah, <laughs> like, why does weird. someone in freaking Spain or England give a crap about Trump, but they still consider themselves MAGA? So, or even Canada, there's like Canada MAGA people, which is weird. And um, and so if that number is that high, then why has Trump only got that small number to come onto his service? That that's weird to me. Yeah, you know, because I mean, Facebook has how many? I don't know how many what their numbers are now. It's gigantic though, and even Twitter is with all their failings is still i don't know half a billion it's never going to be called x is it i don't know i've seen the news media start to call it x now x formerly twitter i know but that's like calling it symbol form of this artist formerly known as prince yeah exactly and we'll see it exactly we'll see if it ever really sticks with regular people um but I you know so even twitter. as bad as they've been there's they've still got you know 400 million people or something like that so you know it's it's interesting that true social has only been able to get a couple million with with such a targeted market they could they could go after so that that kind of surprised me but i i think that the industry will keep them afloat for a while i don't think it's going down anytime soon because i don't know it could though i mean i I'm, i could be wrong about that it could go down i mean they may just go look look we, we burnt this money and it didn't work so we're done <laughs> you know and now that he's got a twitter account back he could potentially just go back over there you know because he can just undo all the stuff he said about how terrible twitter is and now say it's great and because Elon Musk is sort of inviting him back like crazy, like, I'll do anything if you just come back. And he did post something there. He posted his mugshot He doesn't there. have to come back. Everything that he writes on Truth Social gets copied exactly. over by somebody. Exactly. Anyway, so why, right. Why come he's, back? He's already back. Right. He's already He's been back the whole time because people would post his stuff all the time since he's been, quote, unquote, banned. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of ridiculous. Let's get out of the politics weeds. Well, let's see if I have a couple other ones that are worth talking about. Maybe I don't want to talk about it. All right. Well, we'll see. Well, no, okay. I, I did have my I did have my mayor guy, which which was the one guy. Um, let's see. What was it? I did and I did talk about the mugshot. I guess the the only other one that I have that um, is in that realm is um, you know, and I don't know if you saw this. And again, I don't, I won't deep dive unless you feel like this is something you want to talk about a lot. But I don't know if you saw that that um, in Texas they're trying to push the what what they're using the term trafficking. If you're driving someone to get an abortion in another state, they're calling it trafficking, and they're pushing laws to prevent women from traveling for an abortion. Did you read about that or hear about it? No. And they're using the language trafficking in that case. Okay. 
Okay. So I don't know if you have more to say about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I do. But the, it's, do you have that much time? <laughs> well, trafficking and grooming have become some buzzwords. Right. Exactly. You know, so maybe they thought that, that they needed to make it more, um, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. I don't make it more of a, uh, put more weight onto the fact that people were helping, helping people go. Yeah. And I was mostly curious to ask this, just to see if it even crossed your radar. Just curious to hear no. what you heard about What's your source? This is the Hill, but it's being talked about. All okay. So how, how Washington uh, Post talks about it. Lots of places are talking about it. Yeah. So it's it's all over the place, and it's it looks like it's kind of the same thing. They're trying to decide if they're trying to sort of set a precedent to see if they can get something to go to the Supreme Court on this. But uh, and and a lot of it, I think, is um, it's not trafficking if the person's going willingly. I know that to use that word trafficking, is willing kind of, willingly under trafficking is when you take somebody against their will or under false pretenses. Right. So. All right, well, I got another one for you then. Out of, getting out of the politics, then we can jump to some more of your stuff. So I saw this thing that France is throwing out 80 million gallons of wine. Have you heard about mm -hmm. this? Okay, so tell me what's going on. Don't, don't know. Because what, what I read is that it's because wine sales or wine demand is down. So they want to create a supply problem mm -hmm. so that wine, so that the mm -hmm. supply and demand balances mm -hmm. out to keep the prices up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So does that make sense to you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. It kind of, it, but they, they've, they've done this before. This is not a new thing. No, that's crazy. Usually, it's usually what happens, especially um, in the last I don't know forty years, is that um, you know prices fluctuate because it's all it's wine is a commodity basically, and the price fluctuates because California will have a drought or a bad frost or a fire or whatever, and so wine demand in California, wine production in California will be low. So their prices are going to be higher. And then that brings uh, France's prices lower. And then there'll be, there's been in, in Champagne, there's been a, a quite a bit of frost the last couple of years. So there hasn't been as much Champagne, but then in other regions, there's the, yeah, there, they do have a wine glut. Hmm. So is this affecting your business? No. Really? Mm -mm. Interesting. Not yet. Not yet. No. We're still clunk, clunk, clunking. Yeah, here hit me. <laughs> so, all right. So, uh, I've done, I've done a couple of mine. What do you got off your list? Okay, so I couldn't wait. I couldn't hold off on this one. I had to like text you right away when I read this because. So we're baseball fans. Oh yeah. And um, um, a game was going while we were at work, and while I was at work. And I got a oh yeah I got a notification on my phone because I get notifications about our favorite team, and I got a notification on my own saying heading into the eighth inning, Alex Cobb is has a no hitter, and I went from the MLB. I got this notification from the MLB, and I fucking lost my head. Lost I lost mind. my mind. I texted you right away, going, "What the f? What's going on? How could they do what?" You you never ever 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 mention. You don't say anything. You say nothing. You say it's such that is like one of the superstitions in baseball. You never say if there's a no hitter. 
which is a which is a pretty rare occasion occasion you say superstition i say religious sanctity <laughs> <laughs> totally totally but the mlb the mlb should know better it, and guess what then they got he lost he, the no hitter on the last out of the ninth inning mlb fucking owes him and, and that's just a that's just a bush league thing to do I mean, obviously, it probably didn't have anything to do with it, but still, you just don't do it. You never mention it. Announcers never mention it. When you're sitting in the crowd, you never look at it and go, oh, my God, we're almost a no-hitter. No. Nobody. That guy you, will get destroyed you, if, who says that. If you mention that, we even like we've had people like, Shh, no, don't even talk about how well he's pitching. Or, don't talk about the pitcher at all. If it gets, <laughs> starts to get there. Right. You're out in the eighth inning or sixth or seventh. You're starting to think about it. You start to think about it. And somebody will say something. Wow, he's pitching. Shut up. Don't <laughs> say anything about the pitcher. Right. MLB put out a Twitter. Just like broke the cardinal rule of baseball. I couldn't work the rest of the day. They, uh, I was losing my mind. I what did you think when you saw that Twitter from me or that text from me? I I couldn't believe it either. It's like it would be that's insane. Why would they do that? Like they know this rule. Everyone knows this rule. Everyone knows this rule. You know, and it's funny. We like one. Um, we took our daughter-in-law. It was one of her. I think it was her first baseball game. First, it was her first professional baseball game ever. First professional baseball game ever, and there's a no hitter going on. And no perfect game. Perfect game. Actually, at that point, it was a perfect game, and um, she didn't really realize, you know, what was but happening because we weren't saying it. anything. Like I, I looked at my son a couple times, and we're like looking, we're going, mm -mm, mm, don't say anything, you right? Know? And but then everybody in the ninth inning was on their feet the minute he the, took them out from for every single pitch on feet, and, and she goes, "What's going on?" And we're like, "Stop." <laughs> And then, so she's like, it was so confusing to her, right? So confusing, didn't know what's going on. And even like on the way home in the car, we had to tell her. And sort of explain that was a perfect game. You got to witness a perfect game, like one in how many a year, a century? Yeah, like, there's not very many. It was the second one ever for our team, and, also, and, and the history been, of our team. And there's only been like fifteen or something like right. that. I mean, it's a tiny number. So she still didn't totally understand it, but. Um, Poor girl, she still realizes. And this was like early. Was this early on in the relationship? They weren't married yet. I think um, they had been together quite a while. They'd been together but, a while, yeah. But but anyway, it was funny because what a weird thing for your first game. Because like, why is no one cheering? <laughs> well, I know because everyone's so nervous. Or why is everybody got it? What this this gets this crazy after a win or what? Oh yeah, that, then of course the place erupted on the last because right. the last out also was a tricky play. It was a hit to third. It was deep third. It was, uh, you know, got a weird bounce. It was, of course, a long throw to that get the guy, guy out. Uh, yeah, he had to skid on his belly for a long time to catch that. You know, and then he and then he had to make a long throw to first, and so you're like, this might this might be the end of it because that was the last out. But then he made the play, and it was and that, that was so was the funny last because out. we didn't actually see the details of that last play till we got home and watched the room because so many people were on their feet and jumping and just holding right. their breath. There was no wind in that stadium whatsoever. Every single person in there, except our daughter-in-law, was holding their breath. Yeah, for like two and a half hours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then when he skid and he caught that ball, and and um, Matt Kane got that perfect game. And he made that throw. And Yeah, and made the throw. Perfect game. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah, crazy, crazy great. This is what this is our birding man. <laughs> yeah, but it was that. But yeah, that that and yeah, that's insane that they did that. But MLB and so, um, so by immediately, 
went on Twitter going, is anybody else talking about this? Nobody's talking about it. And then finally, after that, all these tweets, what, what are you doing MLB? What, how would you, why did you tweet that? Yeah. It was, it was crazy. I was so upset and this poor kid lost his, um, his no hitter by one out. Um, yeah. And it MLB you're to blame. What are you going to, what are you going to do to make it up to this kid? Yeah. There's no way. No, you better do something. Yeah. But so that happened. Yeah. That was crazy. That I couldn't believe that they did that. So um, you and I watched a great movie last night. <laughs> great might be going a little far. I'm saying freaking Oscar worthy. <laughs> it's the best movie I've seen ever. <laughs> Not quite, but it was it was fun. It lived you up know to its what? promise. It's well, first of all, it was exactly as advertised. Right. So I'm saying, yeah. And I'm just saying it was the movie we needed at the time. Right. And so if you haven't already, spend a little time with Cocaine Bear because but what you're your... gonna, what you're gonna get. Is a bear on cocaine. <laughs> be in the right mindset for it. Yeah. Yes, and um, it, and everybody's in it. I mean, there's a lot of people in there. A lot of people in it, and um, boy, that was a fun ride. Yeah, that was that was fun. Yeah, it's it's gory. It's definitely gory. But but it is you know campy gory. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. It's campy gory. Yeah. But it has a few moments where you might jump. Oh no, there was more than a few moments I jumped. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so um, kudos to Elizabeth Banks. She did a good job. And um, I hope you do some more horror movies. And I'm not a horror movie fan. No, we don't ever watch those. No, but just like Snakes on a Plane. When I watch Snakes on a Plane, when it started to get crazy, I had my hand lower. I was on my, the blanket. You're up, laughing. But I was laughing so hard. The dialogue watch, but... in that movie, in Snakes on a Plane, yeah. is masterful. That was the best. You weren't watching, but you, you I couldn't was laughing watch, so but hard. you couldn't stop laughing. No, I was laughing so hard, but the snake's just too much. It was too much. Too much. But man, <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson, you are, you are definitely, <laughs> that, yeah, so if, if you, um, if you like Snakes on a Plane, you like Cocaine Bear, if you like cooking bear and haven't seen snakes on the plane, check it. Check out snakes on the plane. Yeah. So CNN now has decided got their new CEO. It's a guy from the BBC and the New York Times, a guy named Mark Thompson. Did you hear about that or know anything about that? Is that the Mark Thompson used to be in the LA? No, he's a he's a Brit. Oh, he's a Brit. Yeah. Okay, so this is this, immediately this is what I think about this. So what does Ted Turner think about this? Having a Brit being the CEO of his old company. I don't know. Is Ted Turner think about anything anymore? <gasps> I mean, come on. I know. He's old. Speaking of old, Mitch McConnell froze again. Oh, no. I'm I'm very worried about him. I'm like, I know. Well, is... and here's why I bring it up. Because what are we doing, people? Get these old people out of Congress. There's so many. Okay. I have a... No, my feeling is a little more... Yes, we have old people in Congress. I think this poor man has an aneurysm that's undiagnosed and we keep trotting him out there. Please get this man checked. He needs medical assistance now. And, and I'm sorry, if I'm your wife, I've, I've told know. you this before. She has not done a Ronald Reagan or a Nancy I'm Reagan. I'm going to Nancy Reagan you for sure. You were, if you're in the public eye, 
like Nancy Reed, she just hid him away and did not trot him out. And I'm saying you, he needs a little Nancy Reagan right now where they, yeah, you know, try to figure, I think he has an aneurysm and I don't I'm, know what he has, but, and I'm worried about him for sure. Yeah. And don't forget that, um, his state's <laughs> the, the, the biggest one that takes the most federal aid and the low, has the least lowest education. And well, and that's kind of another reason why I bring it up because this is this problem with kind of gerrymandering, ger gerrymandering and, Kind of these safe districts like this is how you get a diane pine sign you can't be kicked out yeah. this is how you get grassley you can't be kicked out because they can't lose like they'll never lose because those states are locked in like i mean those districts i should say are locked in well it's okay so those are states not districts but they'll never lose and it's like there should almost be no such thing as a safe district like that's like that's a problem for we us we've voted against those the people and we and i've and it does no good. and i've actively protested about no no, they need to go. And also ranked choice voting would help some of that uh, because at least then yeah. you wouldn't feel like you had your vote lost. But in those safe districts, it's not going to change. That's only going to choose a different Republican, which still would be good. That would still be an improvement, right? Get someone younger. I have to say, though, when this stuff started to happen with, with him, you know, before I was, I didn't really put a human behind it. And there's a human behind there. And right. he, he needs, please don't, please don't publicize or not publicize televised this man's fall into whether it's dementia i don't know he you know he had a concussion back in right. april and that's what they're blaming it all on okay fine then get him treated for that can you treat the court do why are we why should we watch i mean the humility of this guy right poor man just old man just falling apart on tv why are we letting that happen or i'm not we why are why is his family letting that happen why are his staffers letting that happen if you respect that man so much well and find saying the same thing like they wheel her out in a chair so oh, she can vote God. i mean what the and heck? they have someone sitting next to her telling her how to vote about whispering in her ear and not even whispering at this point. No, just they're on the microphone. Like, yeah, she says yes. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, no, exactly. No, you need to know. Okay, no. here's another one. Oh, Jesus. What the hell is going on at Fulton County Jail? Another person has died. Oh, my God. I know. This is a fourth to die in one month in Fulton County Jail. What it's is happening? The, in it's like Jail? the ninth of the whole year, right? Nine oh, is, I, don't, I don't know how many. Nine and yeah, twenty twenty three. number, but yeah, it's a bunch. And you know, and they're, it, this is insane. Like what is happening in this jail? What, and, and why can't this jail just, they say, oh, well the jail, they, they put $5 million into it and it, they still can't fix it. Build a new goddamn jail. Take that $5 million, build a new jail. How much does it cost to build a jail? Right, more than $5 million, honey. I, <laughs> look, look, you put a bunch of portables out there with the razor wire all around. It's not know, that but, much. But still, there's like, come that on. That building needs to be torched to the ground, but it's too, there's too much water in it that can't be. And I don't think down. it's just the building because they, a lot of them have died in fights. But yeah, some have died in like bed bugs. But if they, they, well, that one guy died of bed bugs and um, he wasn't getting his psychiatric meds. Yeah. So they're, they're doing the autopsy will come back on that. And this is, this is criminal. And, you know, I'm glad that they're spending their time finding criminals, but I'm sorry, Fulton County, you need to do something. You need to get your act together. You need to do something immediately. And I can't, yeah. And is this, okay, so is that, it's a state prison, right? 
or is Ca it a county? county? County jail. All right, so Fulton County Jail. What do you want to wrap up with that one on that one? I want I want the state to to step in. The state the state has to step in, and the state won't. The feds have to do this. is This is unacceptable. And you know what? It's not the only prison like this in the country. No, it's not. But it's certainly certainly notable. Well, it's also in the news because of um, Bonnie Willis. Well, yeah, because everyone had to go there. And I doubt very seriously all those guys had to walk through the water to get there. And the one poor guy. So, oh, so the one guy that's out of the, we, we never came, I, you didn't hear anybody come up with a name for these 19 people, did we? Like the gang. The oh, no, I don't think we have a name for it. But the one guy that is still in jail. I think he got out now. I think he made a deal and got out now. Okay, but anyway, because he, but he was there for a while. Did you hear him talk to the judge on why he doesn't have? I heard something. I don't remember what he said. Well, he said that um, he can't afford the kind of attorney that he needs. Mm. That he's looking at um, um, a four a $4,000 an hour attorney. that means he can't afford that attorney. So he just has to try to... Um, he just can't have it. He doesn't have an attorney. He says, yeah, they may, and so, um, that happens to how many millions of people? I know. I know. <laughs> so he makes too much money to get a, uh, any kind of public defender, any kind of public defender, but he can't find an attorney to take his case. Cause he can't, he doesn't have the money to pay the kind of attorney he needs. Hmm, interesting. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, you said you have a couple more things and I, I thought I'd change it to something light we could, and then we can go on to finish off with your last few things. So these are the most hated foods in America. Oh, okay. So got any ideas what might be on this list? Tofu. Huh, not on the list. I, oh. I would have expected that. Um, well, what do people always like? They oh, always, lima beans. <laughs> it should be on there, but no, that should be on there. <laughs> that should be on there. <laughs> I once tried to make David a casserole with lima beans. <laughs> you tried to fool me thinking they weren't there. And he just looked at it and he goes, what's in there? And I <laughs> listed every ingredient except for the lima beans. And he just like, nope, I know there's something else in there. Yeah. How did you know? I think you saw the packaging. No, I could smell them. Ah, I could smell them. <laughs> I'm going to try it again. All right. I've I'd, I have not, I'd probably be okay with not, it now. I've not tried since then. Yeah, since, I'd probably be okay with it This now. is when we were an early married couple. I could probably handle it now. I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. I'll give you one of the top. Well, I'll give you one. Well, not, wait a minute. Okay. So, is What's it, something your dad liked that no one else liked? Oh, tongue. No. Well, that <laughs> should be there too, but no. Black licorice is like number two on the list. Okay. My off, I have an office of 10 people. Um, eight of them like black licorice. Wow, that's wild. Wow, that's wild. That's what I'm saying. Okay, so my question to you is like this just a food or not a brand of food? It's or... not a brand. Okay. Yeah, it's not okay. a brand. Okay. I know. I was kind of surprised by it. I was kind of trying to figure that out too. Like, what's this category they're talking about? Okay. Black licorice. Yes, that's a you either like it or you hate it. And apparently, more people hate it than like it. And I believe it, except for eight people in our office like it. Yeah, that's crazy. So there's food like that that's kind of d d uh, polarizing like okay. that. Is there like any vegetables on there? There are, um, yeah, there's some vegetables on there. Yeah, there's vegetables on there. Okra. It's on there, yeah. Okra is number five, Ooh. number six. Okra is number mm. six. Okay, but lima and beans aren't. Mm. Lima beans aren't. I know, it's surprising. I'd eat okra before I'd eat lima beans, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised okra's on there. I didn't realize it was that dividing, that divisive. 
Well, so want to know a weird one that's on there? Yeah. Mayonnaise. Oh, no, I know people who hate mayonnaise. I mean, I do too, but I'm surprised it makes the list of the top. Well, I guess this is more than 10. This is like more than 10. This is like 15 or something. Mayonnaise is not a food. It's just glue. It's food glue. This is Mayonnaise is number 15 in the top 15 of stuff people hate. Okay. It's just, yeah. Okay. So, um, liver. It should be there, but it's not there. Um, minuto, brains. No, so... Tripe. I should, all those should be there, but <laughs> stuff like mushrooms. Like, really? Mushrooms are that bad? We have a nephew who hates mushrooms. He hates mushrooms so but bad. He, <laughs> he, he, we go to this restaurant. He made friends with this guy, this restaurateur. Like Italian. Like this Italian restaurant. And every and every time we go visit them, they they take us there, and we walk in, and they're all, hey, hey. so happy to see you. Sit down, I'll bring you your mushrooms. <laughs> and they've been bringing him a plate of mushrooms every time, and he cannot. He <laughs> hates go, mushrooms. I go, just tell him. He goes, no, I can't tell him. They're just they're so nice, and the mushrooms are always free. Like, oh my god, that's so funny. Beets are on here. I like beets. Yeah, I guess a lot of people don't like beets. I'm not. I'm kind of okay on beets. I used to love them when I was a kid, then I didn't like them, and now I'm kind of just, they're, they're okay. fine. I don't I don't want my meal to be saturated with beets, but some beets are fine. Okay. How good, about capers? Good, capers good are on here. I know. I had a I had a conversation with my sister yesterday about capers, and she says, oh, I can't stand them. I go, what's wrong with you? <laughs> right? Yeah, especially with, I know the other stuff that she loves. I, I can't believe she hates capers. Pickles are on here. That's a No, they're not. I know. What's up with that? But yeah, okay. I guess some people don't like. Are those cucumber pickles or are those it's... just pickled vegetables? I think this is cucumber pickles because it just says pickles. Okay, they're wrong. So I know that's surprising. But you know what else? Blue cheese. Did you know that many people hate blue cheese? I'm addicted to blue cheese. I'm addicted to blue cheese. <laughs> like, what's going on with blue cheese? <laughs> but the top three are anchovies, black licorice, and oysters. Okay, I know nobody who likes anchovies. Um. That's a good point. I don't think we, I've met a lot of people that love anchovies. You know, there's uh, there was a term that um, that I found out that's like tin. It's called tin fish, and I don't that's know what that is. fish that usually comes in a tin. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, but it's like what? And so like I've never um, heard that before. Sardines, right? And someone and um, someone's so excited to go. Oh, the best of the tin fish is Trader Joe's smoked trout. Or. Trout? Or Smoked tripe? trout. Smoked trout. Interesting. We're talking about tin fish. I know, but Fish still. that comes in a tin. I mean, I didn't know that. Trout. I've never heard of trout coming in a tin. Well, smoked trout, too. More like smoked oysters. But yeah. so apparently. I used to like those. Well, and I remember, too, you know, um, the guy that used to work for with us, John, he um, he did a whole tin fish thing one day on his lunch. Just got a bunch of tin fishes and laid them out. <laughs> them, took pictures, tasted them all, did a rating, threw them all away. That's funny. <laughs> All right, so what are your what are your last few? Um well, what are my last few? These other these two of these are going to take a little while. Oh, well, maybe we could save them. Well, I'll I'll definitely save them. But this is what oh, um so this is what we should close with. Um you know, it costs nothing to be kind. <laughs> <laughs> How much does it cost to be an asshole? <laughs> I'm going to be a jerk. <laughs> I'll Venmo you. How much is it? It's free, isn't it? It's free, isn't it? <laughs> okay. That is my the best quote I've heard all week. I love it. But it still costs nothing to be kind, so err on the side of kindness. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 
Okay. Oh, there's one other thing I wanted to bring up with to you. Okay. Okay. So we were watching that how to with John Wilson. Uh huh. And um, there was that weird connection where he joined an acapella group when he was in yeah. college. Oh, super weird. Super weird. Well, not that he joined the acapella group, but that his acapella group went to a um, like a Nexium thing. No, they went to a no, they went to a seminar, uh, a like a group camp for other things that happened to be running by Nexium, and the reason you know they, he met Keith Raniere, right? And before before all this Nexium thing happened, so he didn't really know right at no the time. Knew nobody was. knew any of this. Yeah. He found out that the reason that they went after the acapella groups because those were awkward, easily influenced people who joined. Acapella They're looking groups. for a community or whatever. They're looking for a place to. Yes. What was it? Something like that. With some language like that, they use. They're like looking for a place to be a, become a member of. Right. Easily and easily influenced. Yeah. And well, so, and that's so they actually preyed on these acapella groups. That's an interesting target. Yeah. So they did, identified how much, that. How much did that shock you when we watched that show? Well, the idea of targeting. People that have been identified in certain ways isn't, but that I didn't, I know, I wouldn't have probably put people in acapella groups want to be, you know, have a desire to become sort of accepted in a community somewhere. Especially acapella groups, they're like put themselves out front. It's right. not like they're wearing makeup or costumes or have bands or anything. It's just them right there. Well, and that's like one of those. I thought they were very confident people. Yeah, well, that's like one of those things that I was like, it's just like, I can't believe we haven't had more like, discussion and dealing with this but some of these online mental health things were also connected to some of these cults where they would identify the people that were struggling and they target them yeah i mean that needs to be investigated and stopped like mm -hmm. i will never participate in one of these online mental health things because some of them were associated with that i don't care which ones are still out there now and they say they're not i don't give a sh heck because i don't trust them because they could be affiliated with something like that. That stuff's out there, and you're talking online with somebody that doesn't know anything. You don't know who's behind that company. There's almost no, you know, it's so easy to create a digital company these days, and they and they can do anything with your data. So, I mean, that's just, oh, that's just horrible that they would prey on these people that had exposed themselves as being needy like that, and then they go go, you know, because that's what you know. We have this episode coming out this week, and that's what. You know, a big piece of this is these people are looking for a home. Like, they have a hole in their lives that needs to be filled. And QAnon has become the way to fill that hole. And that's, like, they can't give it up because of that, because it satisfies that need. And they can't give it up. And that's, you know, that's just terrible to go prey on people like that. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, it should be, um, it should be illegal. So then we also got the Medicare drug pricing thing. So, oh, okay, we, we, we definitely can talk that. a lot about we, we that. We go over that next time and in more detail. But I mean, that's a that's a cool thing that we should have had. That obviously should have been there a long time ago. But um, it's nice to see that, and I see that something that I take is on that list. So we'll see in a few years that hopefully we'll be able to negotiate those prices to something sane. So anyway, we'll talk. We can talk about that more. Okay. Well, it's nice spending time with you again. Yeah. So now we know we need to cut our show down to an hour to not get bounced off of wisdom. Yeah. Uh, so I'll have to figure out how to work on that. Okay. So I normally don't really care too much about trying to get this in a certain window, but I guess we have to try hard now. Okay. I'll All right. Love you. Thanks Love for you. chatting with me. Take care. What's for dinner? I know what is for dinner. <laughs> Good night. Night.